Hello, gentle listeners. Um, instead of our normal outtake today, uh, we just heard, sadly, about the death of the beloved Ron Glass, um, better known as Shepard Book yes. from Firefly. And as Whedonian fans, <laughs> uh, we just wanted to just kind of pay a little tribute to him and say we're going to miss him a lot. Yeah, and I mean, even for somebody like me who is, who is not yet quite warm to firefly I'm working i am working on it. on it yeah i'm working on it uh we're still gonna do a <laughs> podcast about it but mm-hmm. shepherd book was <laughs> one of the huge highlights of that show oh he really was he he brought such a like from the instant you see him i mean everybody did a great job on firefly um like it or hate it you can agree oh well yeah, it, yeah. it's absolutely and, and and him especially he had yeah. one of the smaller roles but he was oh like the minute strange, you see yeah. him you, yeah you're st- he's strangely fully realized mm-hmm. like you you like you know that he was playing the role, and he knew inside of his head exactly all of Shepard's backstory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He brought a uh, perhaps Anthony Stewart head level, yes, of expertise with a smaller role, which is yeah, pretty with amazing. A smaller role, yeah, but he he brought everything to it. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just as memorable as anybody else with actually less screen time. Um, I think he's one of the only characters that has um, an episode where he's not present for most of it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And yet we still remember him. Um, so what do you have a favorite Shepherd book moment? Well, I think everybody's going to say the hair. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like when Zoe comes around the corner and just says, "Whoa." <laughs> 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 that whole episode though had like his warmth about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like no, these are just stories like Yes. Um he just brought so much to it. For me, it's uh, in the very first episode when he goes to Inara for comforting after he's kind of rippered out a little bit there. Right. Um, you know, and that just perfect tableau of him bowing to her looking for forgiveness um, and comfort where, you know, like it doesn't seem like these two would would, def- would necessarily connect, um, but they're both very spiritual people, so he knows who to go to. Mm-hmm. That was just so lovely. Absolutely. Anyway, so, um, you know, we're just grieving with everybody else. Over Ron Glass and wanted to kind of touch base on him. Yeah, rest in peace. You were loved. Yes, very much. Don't go far. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. There are spoilers ahead and swears ahead, so if those aren't your thing, please turn off the podcast. This time, we'll be discussing Buffy, Season 1, Episode 6, The Pack, wherein... Xander is infected by a demonic hyena and totally tries to rape Buffy. (laughs) Plus, the tragic and crunchy end of Principal Flutie. Crunchies. (laughs) It's very crunchy. And as always, I am Michelle, a.k.a. Snard. (laughs) And I'm Jen. We are the sisters, Tuckett. Indeed we are. (laughs) So this episode is interesting. Interesting. Uh, It tells us a lot about a lot. (laughs) It really does. It gets into all kinds of different things. (laughs) It does. Our basic metaphor here, since we're dealing with our metaphors, is that uh, Xander, who is Buffy's heart, has a savage and primal side. This is right before Angel the episode, by the way. So it's telling (laughs) us what's going to happen. And this also starts our three-episode arc Yes, that we're going to be releasing this time, today. Uh, So you have three episodes to listen to this week. Um, so have fun with that or don't, or just stack them up and binge listen or whatever, whatever it is you do in your spare time. Yeah. Um, but we just discovered that this arc in particular kind of discusses a certain amount of what's going on with Buffy. Indeed. So why split them up? (laughs) It's true. We will be recording them separately, but releasing them together. Yes. And we recommend that you listen to them in one stream if you can help it. 
Um, but if you can't, we understand that you don't really necessarily have like what three hours of your day to <laughs> just sit it'll be and more. listen to something. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> we'll see as we go into this. But we will say keep these three episodes in mind when you are listening. Um, well, to each other, the, the episodes themselves, and yeah, you know, whatever. You know, or uh, like, you know, you know, you need to clean your house. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at the laundry. I'm looking at you, kid. Uh, you know, you can clean your house. You know, it'll take you three hours. You know, I know. I'm psychic. <laughs> so yeah, turn this on. Clean your fucking house, okay? All right. <laughs> it'll save your marriage. I guarantee it. Yes. Anyway, was that sexist? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say what gender. Man, woman, you know, boy, girl, you know, they, them, the they. People. The people. Pipples is pipples. It could save all your marriages. We're not judging. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. should You should actually both uh, listen to the podcast while you both clean the house. <gasps> and then discuss later. And if you're polyamorous, then all of you, you yes, should listen to the podcast. You. And if you're polyamorous and all of you don't watch Buffy together or at least watch Buffy separately... Just end it now. You're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> Start it all up. Have your little, like, you will see themes. Oh, gentle <laughs> listeners, if you are actually polyamorous, you will see themes in Buffy that a lot of us aren't going to catch. Just like, you know, yes. as an asexual and a lesbian, we are seeing things that a lot of these straights don't catch. It's true. So if you do, please write in. We want to hear about it. We want to hear about anything that you see or that you wish you could see or what you're just observing in all of Buffy and let us know if you see any kind of polyamorous themes. Absolutely. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Anybody on the queer scale anywhere, please let us know what you see. Absolutely. Because we can't cover all of it. <laughs> no. Not even a little. We're going to try, though. <laughs> we are doing our damnedest. But we need you. Yes. So in this episode, we open in the Sunnydale Zoo. We are on a field trip. Awesome. Elephants. <laughs> I love elephants. Uh, Buffy, is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffy is being harassed by some ne'er-do-wells from Sunnydale High. By the way, one of these folks is Ion Bailey, who is absolutely tremendous in Band of Brothers. If you haven't seen Band of Brothers, you need to watch it immediately. We should do a one-off of Band of Brothers. That'd be or pretty one good. or two off. Many off. The, Many off? Yeah. I would that love sounds to. dirty. <laughs> that would be awesome, right. though. I, Gentle listeners, let us know. I love that show. Yes. It uh, is so good. <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah. Also, the Pacific uh, sort of a sister show is mm -hmm. fantastic as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they taunt Buffy about her checkered past. They're which super witty. <laughs> 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 which you'd think they would actually appreciate, but they're probably just jealous because none of their resumes include felonies. At yeah. least not at this point in the episode. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> they're just bad kids. They're yeah, just like they mean are. kids. There's nothing actually wrong with them. And they act like they're a group, but they are not dressed like a group. They don't go together at all. Interesting. There's all kinds of colors going on there. It's very interesting. Perhaps yes. they need a cohesive element to bring them together. Perhaps. Wouldn't that be nice if they yes. could find a common ground? <laughs> hmm. Cannibalism. Anyway. <laughs> uh, oddly, Buffy seems distressed by their taunting, and uh, she's still sad that she isn't a normal girl instead of a badass superhero. And she's dressed totally not like Buffy. Yeah. She's wearing this weird like animal print thing instead of her usual white. Animal I wonder print. if this will also be a hint about what's going to happen later. <laughs> Indeed. Hmm. But yeah, Buffy still resents being a superhero, and Buffy and I will never see eye to eye on this, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Xander and Willow are also at the zoo, of course. Willow reports that zebra's mating. Um, sort of like the Heimlich with stripes. <laughs> <laughs> and both she and Xander are wearing stripes. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're like wearing stripes in their sweaters. 
Interesting. Even though Xander's a little bit odd man out, you know, with the whole theme of everything, he totally is. They're both wearing like blue sweaters with stripes on them. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Buffy is still kind of Debbie Downer about this whole thing. Apparently, <laughs> going to the zoo once a year is too much for Princess Buffy and is boring. Whatever. I love the zoo. When I was little, my par- or our parents, I guess. Our parents. Yeah, but I don't think you were born yet. Oh. So well, they were still my parents. Fine. <laughs> So, I see how it is. <laughs> uh, when I always do it. <laughs> so uh, our parents took me to the zoo and I got to see a monkey fling, fling poo at some lady. It was pretty awesome for a little kid. Uh, so uh, Xander points out that being at the zoo also means missing class and Buffy feels better about this. <laughs> yeah. So young Lance is taking notes on monkeys. Red shirt Lance. Yeah. And poor Lance, man. If you're a nerd, don't be at the zoo taking notes. Have, yeah, go to the zoo later. Don't wear a red shirt. Yeah, ever. If you're a nerd, you should already know that. <laughs> yeah. If you don't already know that, you're not a nerd. So just breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah, put away the many-sided die and go about your life. It's pretty amazing that Lance survives this episode, I'm just going to say. <laughs> really so uh, he's menaced by the ne'er-do-wells. Uh, Principal Flutie stops them and Lance covers for the group, uh, which is very nice of him. Flutie leaves, warning that he'll be watching them and the ne'er-do-wells naturally reward him by basically dragging him in the hyena enclosure and pretending they're going to feed him to wild animals. The Scoobies are concerned by this uh, team of ne'er-do-wells plus Lance, and Xander volunteers to go to the hyena exhibit and put a stop to whatever shenanigans are going on in there. <laughs> Famous last words from Xander, I'll handle it. This job doesn't require actual slaying. Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then he goes, and then Willow and Buffy look at each other decide to follow him <laughs> indeed they do yes. buffy and willow are still pretty sure they need to go help <laughs> but they are stopped by not at all creepy zookeeper guy oh no no he's, <laughs> he's kind of like creepy budget richard dreyfus <laughs> yes <laughs> oh dreyfus would have been awesome in oh my role. god wouldn't he <laughs> yeah so apparently uh, hyenas will prey on the weak and anyone who goes in with the hyenas is in a world of trouble uh oh, no world. they're not going anywhere <laughs> no one well, yeah, high in a world of trouble, I would say. Um, <laughs> but at least he's honest. It's true. <laughs> the hyenas, you see, are under quarantine, having just arrived from Africa. They have jet lag and are taking off their shoes and socks and making fists <laughs> with their toes. <laughs> taking their melatonin. We really need to watch Die Hard again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hyenas can actually call your name and lure you away from your friends and eat you, according to not at all creepy zookeeper guy. And this will not come in handy any time no, later. not relevant. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually totally bummed that I couldn't find any any evidence that uh, this is a true thing with the hyenas calling people's names, because that oh, would I be know. so awesome. So uh, not at all creepy zookeeper guy has been spending a lot of time talking to the Maasai, it seems. He also drops the title of the episode right here, so we know he's up to something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the hyena enclosure, Lance is being hazed. Uh, Xander stops them, and just then, the hyena's eyes flash and most definitely infect the group, minus Lance with something very hyena-ish. Uh, there's also a very ominous symbol painted on the floor, so that's not good. Yeah, and with, with the nice twisty camera angle that lets you know that something's not right. Indeed. Like, it's doing that almost like vertigo flip. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Which in, in uh, film language is like... Something has changed. <laughs> something's different. So we know that something's different. And we really know something's different when Nicholas Brennan turned around. <laughs> yeah, it's like, true. His acting in this episode blows me away. Um, I don't true. know how much experience he had before this. I don't think it was a lot. But his change in this scene is just stunning. Yeah. And at the same time, we noticed that the 
the uh, the pack, as I shall now call them, uh, mm-hmm. is laughing in a kind of a different way. They haven't really laughed in this sort of a high-pitched, yeah, cackling kind of, kind of a hyena laugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and now we see the emergence of Hyena Xander. Yes. And later, at the bronze, Xander is late and has been very quiet since the zoo. Buffy calls Willow out on her feelings for Xander, including Willow knowing his blood pressure, of course. (laughs) And Willow calls Buffy out on her wearing (laughs) Angel's Angel's jacket. jacket. (laughs) (laughs) It matches the shoes. (laughs) And Buffy says that while, yes, Angel is very hot, he isn't exactly boyfriend material, what with the appearing at complete random and only wanting to talk about work all the time thing. Hyena Xander, uh, Buffy hoped it was Angel, by the way, (laughs) arrives, and he's got some kind of staring, cocky, inappropriately sniffing, eating everyone's food deal going on. (laughs) (laughs) He he says that birds live on croissants, and I presume they also wear little berets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He sniffs... hear all pigeons speaking french from now on oui. yeah. <laughs> so he sniffs buffy's hair naturally and expresses irritation that she has washed away her pheromones uh, <laughs> buffy is becoming more and more not amused by the situation yes. the rest of the pack come in and there is much uh, with the meaningful glances between them and hyena xander yes and we start to have our we have a couple musical cues oh, in yes. this episode and i think personally that this is kind of one of the first times i'll have to go back and look at things um but i think this is one of the first times we have music really playing a part in the storytelling and i think it's because of the animalistic nature of the pack and how animals communicate without words um and without like overt gestures necessarily there's just kind of the pheromones and the the eye gazing and all of that um so this first song and i will link to it in the show notes but the lyrics are amazing um, and it's called Reluctant Man by Sprung Monkey. Um, and it's fantastic. It we'll get into this a little later, maybe. Um, uh, we will say that in order to appreciate this song, you must flip the gender to female. Yes. And then maybe compare it to our hero. Yes. Our plucky, plucky slayer. Yes. <laughs> Just see what you think. Let us know. Yes. Um, it also does have that double meaning where it's also kind of pertaining to the pack and Xander where they mm-hmm. are currently. So this is the first of two big musical cues we'll get in the episode and they're definitely worth paying attention to absolutely so the pack uh, then picks on a guy who hyena xander says is fat and willow and buffy are both not amused now <laughs> kind of an interesting little laugh too yeah sort of a little hyena-ish sort of a xander doesn't usually laugh like that so much <laughs> no <laughs> in the library uh, the next day buffy is beating the crap out of giles in his padding <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. But back at the bronze. Oh, just sorry. I want to take a note because I'm tracking all of our costume changes while they're relevant. Um, Xander wearing a black shirt underneath yes. his little button up. Yes, indeed. I, so this is really like, yeah, Xander's acting weird, whatever. The costuming says, just like the background music, something's wrong. Yes, something's very, very yeah. strange. Something's up. Maybe some darkness is coming out. Some, yes. some kind of hidden, hidden shadows, perhaps. <laughs> Anyway, so moving on. Yes. Um, to the beating up of the Giles. <laughs> yes, the pounding of the Giles. He, uh, that's, that's pretty much all it was. Just, just Buffy beat the crap out of Giles. <laughs> and this might be a little bit of latent frustration from something, maybe. <laughs> Some so. part of herself is acting up. She was pretty much wampin' on Giles. Yeah, guy. like a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, s- we start to see an evolution of Buffy turning towards violence for just about everything. Like, she is a hammer, and the world is her nail. <laughs> yes. And, hey, if you had Slayer powers, I know if I had Slayer powers, that's how I would unlock a door, too. It's just... <laughs> 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 
in the hall, Principal Flutie is chasing around a sadly adorable little piggy, Herbert. Buffy Aww. rescues Herbert, and Principal Flutie is very, very, very excited about Herbert. What Herbert is going to do to school spirit? And I love Buffy with the pig. And she's just like, "Oh, you with the piggy? So cute! Oh, you with the piggy?" Outside, hyena Xander continues to have difficulty with math. I don't think that's the hyena part, though. Uh, no. <laughs> he is, and he has got a complete and total dick about it. De Willow, yes. also wearing all black, <laughs> yes, with a gray shirt underneath, and then Willow. So typically, our our Willow Xander pair, uh, Buffy wears white of some kind, and maybe blue, and then these two wear orange and green. You know, orange on one of them, green on the other, or red, or something similar to that kind of motif. In this case, Willow's wearing both orange and green. Which so makes she's, me really sad. So she's taking up the she's, she's taking up the slack. Alone. <laughs> yeah. And Buffy also wearing kind of a gray shirt. Yeah. So because really her heart's looking. her heart's compromised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally compromised. Like gone to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. So we're seeing from the costuming that something's not right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I will say, sadly, during Willow's attempts to inspire Hyena Xander, she just kind of describe what happens to him after he's done with high school. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he gets frustrated and throws away the math book and then totally throws a book at Willow, which yeah. is bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, something is so wrong with Xander. It's just impossible to even categorize what's wrong with Xander because mm-hmm. he would never, never do that if he was real Xander. Uh, Principal Flutie gives Buffy a lecture on kids these days, but he's mostly endearing. So that doesn't bode well for him at all. No, good teachers die. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, poor little Herbert freaks out when Hyena Xander walks by him and Buffy is immediately st- Slayer level suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and in the gym, it's time for dodgeball, which is not fun at all. Not even a little bit. No. Oh, oh and every, all of the students, again, with our, our color coordination, are wearing yellow or red. One of them, yellow and red. Our Sorry. red shirt, Lance. Yes. Watch for him. <laughs> um, and then the gym teacher wearing blue. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, yes, he is complimentary to all of them and yet different. He is removed. Very he removed. Just, he, doesn't want to, he doesn't have to play fucking dodgeball. <laughs> no, he would, but he'd be all over that if he could. <laughs> he would be. If he could hit all those students with a ball, <laughs> he would so do that. I probably wouldn't blame him either. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire pack is on one team while Buffy and Willow are on the other. Hyena Xander completely nails Willow with the ball, and she gives him a very wounded look as she leaves. Uh, unsurprisingly, Slayers are very good at ruthless sports like dodgeball, <laughs> and Buffy is quickly the only one left on her team. Uh, however, as not at all creepy Zookeeper guy pointed out, they like to pick on the weak, and the Slayer is not weak, so they turn on Lance instead, who's on their own team. Buffy, of course, rescues Lance and then has a stare-off with the pack. The pack slinks away because <laughs> she's a slayer. Yeah. And the gym teacher ponders the meaning of the universe and dodgeball plays, plays in it. Um, <laughs> mostly pro on the dodgeball. <laughs> uh, in the hall, Willow asks Hyena Xander what the fuck is up with him and in a nice Willow way. And holy shit. He leads her on just long enough to thoroughly break her heart, earning much laughter from his hyena pals. Our camera work is starting to change here, too. We're having a totally different storytelling. And we start to see um, comic book language here also working its way into Buffy, and that's going to laugh. So we have comic book and stage language um, with a lot of stuff. So he is framed almost Joker-like in this picture with his face, his grinning face, like really mm. in the forefront. And then his, his pack all blurry in the background where they can laugh and stare. And you're, it's obvious that they're being watched and uh, it's just fantastic. And it yeah. even lasts through when he interacts with Buffy, 
So that shows yes. a certain amount of menace towards Buffy as well. Absolutely. And yeah, the, the show's the visual composition, I guess, of the show is really starting to come together as mm-hmm. uh, just even in, in season one. Yeah. And uh, so Buffy is pissed. Like, I don't think we've seen Buffy this pissed off before oh, when she's not battling like a vampire. pick on Willow. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So Hyena Xander laughs in her face and he should probably be thankful that the Slayer has some restraint. <laughs> Uh, outside the pack hunts down some hot dogs but since hot dogs are too well done they end up just ruining everybody's lunch and not eating hot dogs which is silly because hot dogs are yummy uh unfortunately they find herbert and they eat him uh in celebration of their pig aside they (laughs) do the (laughs) they do that slow motion walking around the school thing from the craft and this is uh the song job's eyes by far and that will also be linked Mm-hmm. It's a great song as well. It's very interesting. Yes. Very teen angst. Smells like teen spirit, this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the time, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are many predatory glances around. Uh, hyena Xander has acquired hyena hearing as long as well as S. Holery from hi- the Which hyenas. Which is, is reminiscent of vampire hearing. Yes. Demon hearing. Also, Pack, very well coordinated. They started that, like, fashion phone tree. Yeah, they're doing well. <laughs> they just call up and laugh at each other, and then they wear the same outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Xander, hyena Xander is eavesdropping on Willow's very sad scene, and uh, Buffy's attempts to comfort her. Willow is crying and hurt and blaming herself for the whole thing, and Buffy is totally sure that something is really, really wrong with hyena Xander. Uh, Willow has definitely noticed that hyena Xander isn't picking on Buffy and thinks that Three isn't company anymore, and honestly, Willow... A few minutes ago, Buffy looked like she was going to need Hyena Xander's balls through the roof of his mouth because he hurt your feelings, so I'm pretty sure he's the one who would get booted from your little threesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no worries there, Willow. Uh, Buffy reassures Willow that something is fundamentally awry with Hyena Xander and goes to talk to Giles. Yeah, she's got to go visit with her mind. Yes. Right. She just can't push this one through. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she's getting pretty close once she gets to her mind, though. It's true. Uh, in the library, Giles is pretty sure Hyena Xander has hit the dickbag portion of his teenage experience. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Giles says, it's devastating. He's turned into a 16-year-old boy. Of course, you'll have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Which, after having dated 16-year-old boys, not recently, back when I was of the age, uh, yeah, I think that's a, a good suggestion. You wish you had a friend who was a slayer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> That would have made so many things easier. <laughs> I'm going to tell Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy choos- accuses Giles of scullying, and she has a point because he is totally scullying. Uh, Buffy also mentions the extremely important detail of that hyena Xander scared a piglet just by walking near it. Giles is extremely scully-like, <laughs> in spite of all the evidence that he shouldn't be. Uh, Buffy is reminded of... Uh, what not at all creepy zookeeper guy said about hyenas preying on the weak. Nice work, Buffy, because she's standing right by Hermione. Very Good nice. Job. Uh, Giles still isn't convinced until Willow bursts in and announces the sad demise of Herbert. Uh, Buffy makes a point of rubbing this in Giles' face, and he scampers <laughs> off to research hyena possession or look stuff up. <laughs> Unfortunately for Principal Flutie, he finds the pack, minus hyena Xander, and takes them to his office, and oh yes, this is going to end well. Yeah, and here we have two of the more shocking scenes we've seen to date. Oh, man, and it's they, coming. <laughs> they last through the end of Buffy. like this. So this is a confession. Um, when I had my boyfriend watch Buffy the first time, I wasn't sure he was going to like it. So I decided maybe we could skip a few inessential episodes. <laughs> and the pack was one of them. 
Um, little did I realize how often the pack is referenced throughout the whole run of Buffy. Right. Like, it felt like it was once per episode that this <laughs> one thing that I decided we could skip was mentioned. Yeah. Um, so don't skip this episode, yeah, even <laughs> if you don't like it. And let's just really say important. that Xander's decision to lie about not being able to remember stuff... <laughs> didn't last very long because he immediately starts talking about how he totally remembers everything oh that's totally true yeah <laughs> so, oh, like, San- oh like, xander yeah. <laughs> puppy dog <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. so uh buffy giles and willow are reading about hyenas and possession and there are animal worshippers called primals who aspire to become pure animal by taking on animal spirits <laughs> this doesn't sound like a, a very good career choice because there are cops We'll shoot you. Well, that's true. But this is the Maasai, and they're out in the desert. <laughs> right. But to do it, like, in the U.S., it's probably not a great idea. Yeah. I don't quite know what Zookeeper Man is thinking. <laughs> I don't know either. But like, the cops are just going to show up, and you're going to snarl and going to shoot yeah, you. <laughs> this is not like a vampire where you shoot him and nothing happens. That's that's true. Like well, maybe he's hoping to commune with things. I don't. He is on a Hellmouth. True. It could just be that the Hellmouth is saying, do this shit, <laughs> that's and it'll be fine. That's a good um, point. Yeah. <laughs> We don't really know what he was thinking. Um, <laughs> or maybe he's thinking he can tr- control it. Like Maybe. He may not have done all of the research. Because as we see later, Giles knows more about this than he does. Like, it's Giles true. has more material. So maybe he doesn't have access to that material where you just turn into, like, an actual monster. Ooh, maybe the Maasai were like, no, do it. You'll be totally fine. Well, it'll be fine. You can totally <laughs> control that white man. Yeah. Good job. Like, ha, 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 ha. Stupid American <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to be a primal. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, for some reason he wants this power. Yeah. Not a good idea, but you know, yeah. whatever. Well, yeah, it's I a mean, hellmouth. As we learned from many times in Buffy and definitely in Scooby-Doo, um, <laughs> Bad guys don't always have good motivations. It's true. They it's just kind of have like, you know, step one, win, <laughs> step two, question mark. Eh. Yeah. Step three, profit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't have to be smart to work a spell. It's so true. <laughs> so uh, Buffy pretty much takes one look at, the, at a drawing in Giles' book with severed parts and all kinds of stuff and runs off to find Hy and Xander. Oh, in former Herbert's former room, uh, she finds Hyena Xander all right, and he is so rapey, like right from the beginning. From the very He's beginning. the rapiest. And this is, it's mirroring the predation going on in Flutie's office. Yes. So we're definitely having the pack mentality. Even though they're split up, we're seeing everybody acting as a pack, as a unit. Yes. And it's interesting that it's, it says hyenas in the wild, I mean, they're, they're like a dog pack. They're not so much rapey. It's only when combined with human desires that this spirit turns rapey. What the what the act the rest of the pack, not Hyena Xander, is doing is much more hyena behavior. Um, but what Hyena Xander is doing is very much inf- under the influence of, of primal human urges rather right. than primal well, he primal also urges. seems to be having a different influence from the hyena energy altogether. Yes, and this could be because he's Buffy's heart. Indeed, it could be because he's working as the metaphor of Buffy's darkness, uh, her inherent darkness. Um, but he's like even their makeup, you know, like. The hyenas in, or the pack, sorry, in Principal Flutie's office, when the sun shines on them, they look sallow. They're starting to look feverish. And Xander never looks like that. He doesn't start looking like he's falling apart. He actually looks like he's getting healthier and sexier and um, we're dressing him a little bit more tightly than we were before. So it's like the influence is actually making Xander stronger instead of weakening him and turning him stupid like an animal. 
Yeah, and, and when we see differences like that, it's, it, the show is telling us to pay attention to this thing because there's yeah. something significant going on here. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, so Buffy tackles him, which he enjoys. Probably not the best move, Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to rape you, getting on top of them is probably not the right <laughs> thing to do. Just kick him in the nuts and run is pretty much. So, gentle listeners, uh, kick him in the nuts and run would yes. be the best rape prevention It doesn't method. matter who this person is, yes. what their motivation is, what mystical spell or chemical or substance or delusions that they may be under right. kick them in the nuts <laughs> yes. hit them with a desk and go get help even if you're a slayer and you're going to kick them in a half kick them yep. <laughs> just do it just kick them yeah. <laughs> a little surgery they'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> so, testicular uh, torsion is not a serious it's thing fine. it's they'll just, fine they'll fix it totally they, fine it's deserved if they're rapists uh, Principal Flutie is lecturing the pack, and they start moving towards him, all predator-like. That's going well. Hyena Xander uses his hyena strength to get on top of Buffy, and I can only think that it's Buffy's reluctance to hurt the real Xander that keeps her from ripping his arms off at this point. Uh, hyena Xander asserts that Buffy likes her men dangerous, and I'd go for Broody more than dangerous at this point, but okay. Uh, Buffy tries to tell Hyena Xander that he's possessed, but he amends his list of Buffy's likes to include dangerous and mean. And no, Angel... Hasn't proven himself to be dangerous yet and mean? Absolutely not. Although, At least not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so does this mean that maybe Animal Xander is able to retroactively understand something about Angel? Perhaps. As maybe maybe it was, something that Buffy knew all along. Like maybe he got he got a sniff of Angel yeah, and it kind of Because she was wearing his jacket. Ah, uh, true. And he was able to smell it. Or maybe there's just... Maybe Buffy knew all along. Maybe. You know, she does act like she didn't, but at the same time... Well, she couldn't have known about Angelus. No, but... But she... I mean, I mean he is a vampire. We have to suspect that Angel's a vampire, to a certain degree, don't we? Yeah, she doesn't know yet, does she? No, mm. she doesn't know yet, not until Angel, but... Right. I mean, I just have a hard time believing that there's well, uh, no suspicion. Well, and here's the thing, and, and Buffy, <laughs> as, I, as I've said a few times... It technically has Slayer sense. She can hone mm -hmm. it if she works on it. She doesn't work on it, even That's though true. I think that well, she probably should. But Angel has decent fashion sense compared to the other vampires. <laughs> right. So and so and because he has a soul, he can learn from things. Yeah. Um. So, but she's got to sense something. I well, mean, she's a Slayer, so, but and she's shoving it to the back of her mind. Right. Or she doesn't the back even notice the heart. Exactly. She doesn't even notice that he's room temperature, which yeah. would be kind of noticeable. Well, I would especially think. when he gives you his jacket. But right. You know, <laughs> like like oh, your jacket yeah. is so not warm. <laughs> just kind of gloss over that so i just think but i think that buffy has you know, to know there's something up with angel like that i mean yeah she she has just some kind of even if it's not developed even if it's mild she has to have some kind of slayer sense thing going on a little bit because she's a slayer you know and she has to notice little things like hey he sure isn't around during the day and gosh he sure is cold all the time yeah. well and <laughs> i think we see that in xander's reluctance to like him uh, oh know? yeah and his absolutely. outright jealousy i mean i know we're kind of shipping Xander a little bit for Buffy right now. Well, the show um, is. Well, the show is, yeah. But, like, I think that that's, we can really listen to Xander to kind of know what's right for Buffy. Yeah. To well, a certain degree. Because, I mean, and you can kind of, as, as this goes on, you can see you can see more of the difference between jealous Xander and Xander, the, yeah, the heart we, of Buffy. Yeah, we learn a certain vocabulary for yeah. that. Um, so I think his, this heart is expressing something about Angel that we don't previously know. I yeah. think there's a lot about this episode that we're starting to express things that we didn't previously know. Yeah. We're starting to understand a different reality. To Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's a really interesting exchange that they have. Cause, it is. Because, I mean, it turns out that Hyena Xander 
is absolutely right. Oh, there is. is a dangerous and mean part of Angel that we won't see for a long time. Yeah, well, and <laughs> this is also the first discussion we have about what happens when a soul is, displa is displaced. Yeah. Um, so, like, this is kind of basically a vampire Xander, who we see again. And he's Indeed. very similar. He really is very, he's very similar. Very, very yes. similar. <laughs> um, so we're seeing what happens when you take the soul away from somebody. And, you know, so in vampires, up till now, we've said, well, this is what happens when the demon takes over. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a lot more about what happens when the soul is removed. Yeah, or pushed aside in this case. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of muffled in mm -hmm. this one. It's sort of. And then the nature of the hyenas taking over. To a certain degree, like we're seeing that predatory nature, we're seeing a lot of interesting mannerisms, but it's it's an exploration of what it would mean to be a vampire with a different entity yes. taking that place. Oh, I... Yeah. You know, mm. there sure is a part way, way later in Buffy when she does something that is not dissimilar to rapiness. Oh, that's very true. She does force her will a bit, doesn't she? Yeah. She does. Especially when she wants a vampire to bite her. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is wow. interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess Xander, it's Hyena Xander is telling us a lot about Buffy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like wow. We're, we're learning a lot about Buffy just by watching Hyena Xander. This yeah. isn't just about Xander. This isn't just about hyenas. This isn't, this isn't a one-off. This isn't an isolated incident. This yeah. episode is educating us a lot about these relationships and the nature of the Slayer yeah. herself. Yeah, like There's this primal Slayer side of Buffy mm -hmm. that takes what it wants and is violent. Yeah, want, take, and have. And want, take, have. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe another Slayer will come along and explain the new true Slayer nature to us at some point. That'd, that'd be awesome. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this, I mean, this is the embodiment of, uh, of want, take, have, isn't it? Yeah, this, it really this is. This primal uh, hyena yeah. and Buffy's heart Slayer so, thing. So, yeah, so isn't it? interesting that Buffy has something so primal and so dark about her. Indeed. Yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, yes, things are still escalating between Principal Flutie and the pack. And uh, Hyena Xander tells uh, Buffy that she should basically stop pretending and admit she wants him already because, like I said, this is rapey as shit. He uh, says Willow is kidding herself about him settling with anybody but Buffy, and he slams her against the vending machine and tells her he <laughs> likes it when she's scared. <laughs> I, I want to know, know if anything came out of the vending machine. <laughs> like in like, the, like yeah. when she slams Larry against it in Halloween? Yeah, yeah. totally. Like I, I, I <laughs> liked, in my head, she got to have like a lovely little snack after she knocks out Xander, <laughs> and she's like, she's like nomming on a power bar or a Twinkie on the way back to the library. Or she's like, oh, I am thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, diet. <laughs> diet. <laughs> So uh, he tells her he likes it when she's scared, and I wouldn't say Buffy seems scared right now as much as wondering how she's going to not kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he goes for the pervy sniffing neck kiss thing, and it's really uncomfortable. And yeah, I, and we yeah. cut away, so we don't know what happened. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think these days we probably give this episode a trigger warning because if any gentle listeners have been in this situation, it's probably an uncomfortable moment for you. And I am it's sorry. True. Yeah, and but I, you can feel better that he gets his ass whooped by it a really Slayer, does. and we don't. <laughs> We're not cued to think that this is dangerous for Buffy, though. Right. Like, we just get the feeling this is going to be taken care of the way we cut away. Um, so I don't... I mean, I, I'm interested if this is triggering or not. I don't personally find it triggering. I find other things in Buffy much, much more triggering than this, and I'll discuss them when we come to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me personally, this isn't much of a trigger. Yeah. But it could be for some people. Yeah, absolutely. 
and uh, it's but it's creepy. Mm-hmm. It's way creepy to see Xander like that. Oh yeah, but isn't it nice that the next thing we see is <laughs> Buffy <laughs> Caveman dragging <laughs> Xander into a cage? Uh, but not yet. Oh yes. <sighs> Principal Flutie is still in his office with the pack, and that's right, kids. The pack minus hyena Xander has graduated from baby pig to long pig, <laughs> and. <laughs> such i'm such a horrible person um so just in case you thought this show wasn't serious about it's what it's doing oh yeah it's fucking serious about what it's doing this is oh yeah this is where this is like it's like the mission statement It's like horrible things are going to happen on this show and mm-hmm. we're not fucking kidding this isn't just that nice teacher that we behead for xander to have some funny funny uh virgin jokes right um this is actually like a character that we might have become slightly attached to is going down and going down in a terrible terrible way eaten which we then cut immediately to oh yeah to the image of hyenas and yeah to willow watching a video on on hyena well i think they're i think it's a mixture of painted dogs and hyenas but it's totally the same idea like they are tearing apart some kind of a carcass Mm -hmm. and uh yeah the video's there so we can see what we missed when the camera cut away when from uh what was going on in flutie's office so it accomplishes its gruesome little goal uh buffy drags a very 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 unconscious hyena xander into the library (laughs) she looks so happy i know and we are happy as well we are Uh, willow is nice enough to be worried about hyena xander and buffy reports quite cheerily and we agree that she hit him with a desk (laughs) (laughs) and i want to know like did she pick up the desk and hit him or did she look into the desk i think she picked up like the teacher's (laughs) desk like the big fucking teacher's desk and just wham Like Superman style, just like whack. With a little pow going off it. Absolutely. (laughs) So uh, she tells Willow that Hyena Xander tried his hand at felony sexual assault. And as much as I'm glad that she calls it out, I wonder why she didn't call it rape. I wonder if she is she saving herself or are they saving Xander? I mean, is that like a moral event horizon kind of thing for the audience? Like if she'd said he tried to rape me, would we would I think it would be. I think felony sexual assault is it's better for a punchline. And it's true. So she's not skating the truth because that's exactly what it was. We're not dodging it. But I think and I think for Buffy, it isn't rape. I think Spike later is attempted rape. Oh, yeah. Um, So I guess we're kind of drawing this weird line. And Buffy's um, and Buffy's drawing that line. Yeah, she's drawing the line. Like we aren't as an audience, or we aren't as writers, or whatever. Like I think she's actually saying it was felony assault because he's not in control of himself. Yeah, and 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 sexual assault, of course, because it was the sexual. Yeah. I mean. And yeah, I mean, in her mind, it, it makes sense to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could, well, and we also, as a rule, generally, once you are possessed of not your own nature, you are not necessarily held accountable. You can hold right. yourself accountable. Um, but you are not held accountable right. by your peers. And the show is very clear about that, about when when are these characters in control and when are they not in right. control. Like when we kill somebody who's under demonic influence, right? as we may or may not do. Um, <laughs> in a few minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if they are under the influence of the demon, then they are demonic. Right, and um, especially well, if it's and, of their own doing, and sometimes we even try to save that person and are unable yeah, to. That's very so, true. So, um, yeah, it's it's something that we'll be talking about quite a bit. I think mm-hmm. um, it's an it's an interesting playground to get into because I also think that at first we do have this innocence of 
oh, oops, bad guy kind of killed himself. Right. And then as we go on and our characters become the bad guy occasionally, we start to have more morality around it. Yeah, and, and we start to, and as an audience, we start to wonder, so why is it okay if this person does that and not that person? Yeah. And why does everybody hate this person when that person did something worse and that's totally fine? So we start to get in that, that sort of, I think we've talked about it a little bit on an earlier mm-hmm. episode, but um, get into that wondering, so what is it about this crime let's call it versus that crime that makes it different and it usually turns out to be i like this person and i don't like yeah. that one well and isn't that <laughs> funny how it mimics growing up oh yes absolutely and adulthood which is really what the mission statement of buffy is about yep, absolutely so Grappling yeah at first everything's very simple just like giles's little speech later that we will definitely oh quote. i love that speech man it's, oh mm. Um, <laughs> now I want to quote it really bad. I know, but so <laughs> we, we shall not. Out, we shall not um, quote it in your own heads if you know it. Lie to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, so we start out with this innocence of the bad guys are always bad and the good guys are always good, mm-hmm. and then we end up with everybody's just a shade of gray. Yep. And but for the grace of the powers that be, go anybody. Absolutely. So, you know, that really is part of growing up. It's starting out thinking that everything is one way and ending up thinking that everything is every way. And eventually, maybe even Buffy will realize it. (laughs) (laughs) That comic book hasn't been written yet. I (laughs) I won't hold my breath. (laughs) No, I I think she does. Like in the last episode, I think of the whole show. No, totally. Well, that has to be her character arc. (laughs) Right. Yeah. She sure holds off for a while, though. (laughs) So... Giles comes in from an emergency staff meeting and reports what happened to Principal Flutie, and everybody is understandably and extremely freaked. He is visibly shaken. They all are, like, freaked yeah. out. This is one of the first times we've actually seen Giles shaken. Yes. Um, you know, he wasn't even that shaken when he was being, like, trapped by vampires in a morgue. You know, the... Yeah. Damn. Damn. Um, <laughs> this is the first time we really see him actually affected. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was he, well. He bad. was sad about uh, Dr. Gregory, but not yeah, like like you just had sad. students eat your principal. This yeah. is, I mean, this that's, is that'll shake it. Yeah, up. absolutely. And those co- poor kids when they become unhyenaed. Oh, I don't even want to. Like wow. the therapy. How do you even get therapy for that? I don't think that you can. I bet Sunnydale has a really good insane asylum. I bet they do. Yeah, <laughs> either that are really good hypnotists. I'd probably go for hypnotism. Dilly do, dilly do, yeah. dilly do. I might go for that. So I um, don't know what I just did. That was Wayne's World. Yes, it was. Yeah. Party time. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. So uh, the official theory is wild dogs. Naturally, apparently the gangs have not started taking PCP yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not until Snyder. <laughs> no, that's right. That's his thing. Uh, Giles is wonderfully unfazed to see hyena Xander locked in a bookcage. <laughs> also, our first animal thing mm-hmm. locked in the bookcage. Not our last. Thank God for expensive books that need to be protected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or weapons or whatever. Yes. <laughs> uh, Buffy is understandably eager to get going with the reverse transpossession, what with the attempted rape and, rape and uh, successful cannibalism. Giles hasn't found too much, but Buffy suggests talking to not-at-all-creepy zookeeper guy. And at Willow's insistence, she stays to watch Hyena Xander while Buffy and Giles leave. Yeah. Watching Hyena Xander while watching videos of hyenas. <laughs> yes, indeed. So Buffy's spirit is really locked onto this idea of this is the animal. Yes. It's almost like, so if we were actually taking this and putting it inside Buffy's psyche, so she was the one infected, um, her spirit would be like locked eyes on the animal nature and making sure it doesn't get out. Yes. And trying to convince the infected part that that's not really them. Indeed. That they actually are still them. Yeah. And not infected. Maybe, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, th- maybe this is a familiar role. Yes, perhaps. 
<laughs> it's true. It's a good thing that Buffy didn't get infected by that hyena, right? They'd be so oh screwed. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see something similar to Almost this like she's a cave bath, woman though. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Foamy beard. <laughs> so many spoilers. If you're if you're just barely getting started with Buffy, please hurry up and watch I, all I of them. I warned y'all at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you just, you just got to watch all of these so you yeah, can please, follow yes, along. Please, yes, please stop and, and yeah. watch the whole thing. It's okay. All of Buffy, all of Angel will be these here. These will all be here when <laughs> yes. you're done. So, um, outside, a nice lady with a baby stumbles upon the sleeping pack. They're very drooly and menacing, but they're they're tired from their big day, and she manages to escape. Thank God. Yeah, that would have been... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a little too far yeah, for the show. Definitely. <laughs> so, Hyena Xander wakes up, feeling like someone hit him with a desk, and tries to convince Willow that he's really a good guy, and he and Buffy are... Or he and Willow are just victims of Buffy and her complicated slayerness, and... Willow's pretty much all over it and tricks him into showing his true hyena nature, which nice work, yeah. Willow. And, okay, when Snard and I were watching this before we started the podcast, it occurred to me how much hyena Xander is like Buffy and when she was bad. So oh, keep yeah. an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah, he really holy is. crap. Well, and also his discussion, and we do see this in When She Was Bad as well, um, he talks about before she came oh, yes. and how, how nice everything was. And then in when she was bad up until Buffy comes back to Sunnydale there isn't any vampire activity yep and so that's kind of I can't quite put this together but I feel like the Slayer coming to Sunnydale activates things to a certain degree but that also means that her mind spirit and heart are all on the hellmouth so when she's away from the hellmouth she's actually away from herself it's like she's supposed to be here and if she leaves without them, she will be continually, eternally pulled back to where she ought to be, which is the Slayer on the Hellmouth making sure the world doesn't end. Interesting. So I've had hmm. this thought a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Gentle listeners, let us know if you have any thoughts. Um, but since this is referenced multiple times, it is interesting. And, and we, see, um, we see Angel leave L.A. later mm-hmm. and shit goes down. But we never see shit go down in Sunnydale when Buffy comes to visit Angel. That's true. In L.A. Uh, like, Buffy never gets called back. Right. Um, because would, something bad is going you'd think on. think the but Slayer she would be on call, LA. yeah. Yeah, you think. But, like, she does go to L.A. and people get called to L.A. all the time. Yes. A few, a few times she does. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's just interesting. Yeah. Just I'll I'll, cut, I'll try and keep track of it. I think, I think Buffy actually calls it out, too. Like, oh, they are waiting for me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was bad. Yeah, I think she does. Hmm. So yeah, there's something Very interesting. interesting. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> something to that. Oh. So, uh, Hyena Xander is totally not happy with being locked in the cage and being fooled by Willow. <laughs> he gets all screamy and <laughs> yelly and angry, and uh, not at all creepy zookeeper guy is <laughs> <laughs> is pretty chill about the hyena possession. I have to say, uh, he says that the primals are creepy guys, and he would know. And uh, anyway, he's all nice and helpful, and assures Giles and Buffy that they just need to be bring the infected uh, students back to the hyena exhibit, and he'll take care of the rest. Great plan, yeah. right? Oh, by the way, if a member of the pack gets separated, the rest of them will swarm and get him back, and Buffy is all, oh, fuck. And she <laughs> Giles Hall ass back to the school to save Willow. Books it back to the library, <laughs> pun intended, yo. Yes, indeed. Sorry. I'm hilarious. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So Willow is watching the hyena and or painted dog video some more, and uh, the pack starts calling your name from outside. Yeah. Nice, very nice work on that one. They planted that one the 
first scene yeah. with creepy super super keeper guy. Um, so they they break in and Willow takes off. Smart, very smart. Yeah. Just run. <laughs> yeah, just run. Find somewhere to hide. If you don't have time to do the nut kicking, just run. Yeah. <laughs> that also works. Yes. Uh, they get the cage open easily enough and free hyena Xander and there is much sniffing. Uh, Willow finds an unlocked classroom and hides, but she's quickly sniffed out by Hyena Xander. She looks reasonably screwed until Buffy uses a fire extinguisher, which I love. <laughs> Ping! <laughs> and then she just chucks it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Giles, Willow, and Buffy lock themselves in the classroom. Uh, Buffy notes that the hyena people are tough but getting stupider. <laughs> They're also looking more sickly. Yeah, they again, are starting like, to. We actually see them looking really sickly, except again, still for mm -hmm. Xander. Xander not looking sickly. So maybe there's also that, um, like, there's other vampire lore that say, like, you don't actually turn into a vampire until you feed. Indeed. Um, oh, maybe so maybe as you consume, uh, if you actually consume hum human flesh, you start to degrade or something yeah, if you're or a hyena like person. That, or, you, or you actually, like, the more you give in to the animal nature, the more you're allowed to give in to the animal yeah. nature, the more you manifest that. Interesting. Um, so we kind of see that with vampires as well. Yeah. We see that with a lot of demons, actually. Yeah. So, you know, so instead like of when we prevent Spike, you know, with the chip in his head from participating in being a vampire, he becomes more human. Right. So maybe there's a certain element of being able to abstain from the demonic to maintain humanity. Yeah. I'd buy that. I would totally buy that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think we see enough of that. I think so, too. Yeah. And since, I mean, since there is such a clear line between the rest of the pack and Hyena Xander, I mean, they've all eaten a human and mm -hmm. he hasn't. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, so Buffy takes off after them, planning to lure them to the zoo. A very, very snippy family finds itself in a car with no <laughs> keys, surrounded by hyena people. I just love this little window into, like, <laughs> normal Sunnydale life. Like, this perfectly normal little spat <laughs> between... It looks dire for the snippy family until Buffy appears and chastises the, the hyena people for playing with their food. <laughs> Funny. Uh, I like Buffy's quips. I can't help it. Uh, she takes off towards the zoo and they run after her. Giles and Willow arrive at the zoo. Giles leaves Willow outside and finds not an all creepy zookeeper guy in a very creepy messiah hyena spirit summoning outfit. <laughs> this glasses on. You gotta yeah. admire that commitment. I wouldn't be able to do a hyena summoning <laughs> ritual without my glasses. But I can't see anything. How do the makeup without his glasses? That's a very good point. Maybe he got really close to the mirror. <laughs> like, really <laughs> close to the I get distracted by this kind of thing. Like, I don't doubt that he did it. I'm just like, wow, that must have taken you for freaking ever. Well, maybe that part was just blue, and they just did maybe. blue. Maybe he has a stencil. Maybe he's not very, uh, not too, too nearsighted, perhaps. Uh, or yeah. maybe he's farsighted. Oh, there you go, yeah. farsighted. Yeah. I'm always jealous of farsighted people. <laughs> uh, Giles. Figures out pretty fast that this is a setup, but not at all creepy zookeeper guy. Good dunks him on the head and hides him. Good dunks. No, I, oh, yeah. No, he knocks him in the stomach and then he... And then on the head. Then the head, yep. yep. Oh. And then I love the way he's dragged off. It's very Hitchcocky. Yes. Because it's from up above, so you see that big seal. And then he's like dragged off just this piece of meat. Yep. You know? Meaty Giles. <laughs> Meaty Giles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at all creepy zookeeper guy convinces Willow to let him tie her up. To help with the predatory act that will trigger the hyena's spirit. But he looks a little too gleeful about it because Willow warns Buffy of the trap the second she comes to the door. Buffy is tackled by the pack and is about to be flutied. 
When not at all creepy, <laughs> Zookeeper guy triggers the reverse transposition, or whatever the fuck you want to call it at this point, <laughs> and the pack is no longer. The hyena spirits fuse into not at all creepy, Zookeeper guy, and he goes about trying to eat Willow, starting with her face. Xander immediately leaps to Willow's aid, much to Aww. his credit. Zora Xander is this back. This is so good to see, like yeah. instantly. Instantly. Not even he is a back. little bit phased. And he goes after this dude. And even though yeah. he knows he's going to lose. Oh, yeah. Because he remembers. We know from later. Yeah. He remembers being possessed. He knows how powerful this thing <laughs> Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And he throws himself in harm's way so he is hard. in there. Completely redemption. Like, complete yeah. redemption. He didn't like, have control of himself before. And the second that he has control of himself, he is in the game. He is the cup of noodle of redemption <laughs> yes. right here. It is instant. <laughs> Just nuke for a couple of seconds. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, so, <laughs> the former pack, former ne'er-do-wells, and possibly future patients in a mental ward specializing in PTSD back away from Buffy and pretty much scuttle off as you would. <laughs> Buffy attacks not at all creepy zookeeper guy and flings him into the hyena cage where he is eaten by actual hyenas. Buffy does try to her credit to save him, so kudos on that one, Buffy. I probably just would have him given him the finger because I'm an asshole like that. <laughs> well, then she watches and seems really not happy with what she's she saw. Grossed out, and she's dis- I mean, she is dismayed. The yeah, guy totally she is. Deser- he totally deserved it so hard. Yeah, this was not an accidental possession. This was an intentional possession, and hoping that he would get the Willow's face. And mm-hmm. and but good for Buffy. She is still at the point where she's going to try to save everybody. Yeah, she, yeah, she still <laughs> yeah. tries, and she watches. And and Buffy's not often grossed out. Like, she keeps oh, yeah. looking when she, everybody she, else looks away. She looks at, looked at Dr. Gregory's headless corpse. She looked at all the morgue photos. She, the, yeah, it, yeah. That w- it takes a lot to it, gross out she Buffy. She didn't really mind the parts. She was just like, ugh. Parts. Parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this must have been grody. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Like intestines flying everywhere, probably. Yeah. That's a good point, that it takes but a lot for and, Buffy to be like, And oh. very well done, where she just kind of looks a little sick for a minute and yep. doesn't share it with anybody. She keeps that to herself. Yep. This is that little strength in Buffy. This is that... Absolutely. This is the one girl in all like, the world thing. Yeah. And, like, and I mean, at this point, and we will actually see this re- reflected in, in the next scene in her uh, in her costume. Um, she's the one who killed him. Yeah. This is she is. is this her first human she's killed? Uh, we don't know what happened in Sunny or outside of Sunnydale. We don't know what happened. Right. In that's LA. true. But but this is we can presume this is the first actual like chucking somebody into a pit of right. eating things. Yeah. Because um, it does affect her. And. It does. And she's the one girl in all the world again. She's yeah. the one, she's the slayer with all the responsibility. And, and she, it's, I mean, his, as totally justified as it was, his blood is on her hands mm-hmm. and she feels it. Well, and, and say what you want to about Buffy, which we will say a lot of what we want oh, to yeah. about Buffy. Um, <laughs> you know, criticism of the actual character, not yes. the way she's written or how oh, we wish no. she could be. No, the actual character. She's written brilliantly. She and is. She is. And she is portrayed brilliantly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we yell at Buffy a lot. Like we when do. we're having our conversations and, about Buffy, we're like, God damn I think it, Buffy. we're supposed to because Buffy is the unadmirable self that is growing up and making right. all these mistakes. And we are not necessarily admirable when we're going through these things either. Right. So it's a really good mirror. But anyway, there's a there's a nobility in the way that she still protects everybody around her. Absolutely. She Even while she's yelling and saying, you don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand what I've seen. She's not showing them photos on her iPhone. Right. You know, she's not saying, oh, my God, look at this and look at this and look at this. She's just saying, you don't understand what I've protected you from. Right. And could you please give me an inch? Yeah. she's. I mean, she, she pretty much says, and this will be a recurring argument as we get later into the show. Um, I mean, she still identifies as the one girl in all the world. And in some ways, that's justifiable. In some ways, of course, it isn't because she's got all these people helping her. But at the same time, she really is. I mean, mm-hmm. in these situations, uh, whether she whether she constructs that situation or not, <laughs> <laughs> but she is. She is the one who has to go into battle and save all of her friends and herself mm-hmm. and 
stop an apocalypse or two or five yeah, and witness things and like snap the necks of yeah, she's the demons. one who has to kill everybody yeah and she gets an assist and that is fantastic and that is what keeps her mostly alive for the yeah, show well, it's what keeps her buffy <laughs> yes as we see again in the oh, same yes. episode we will with see the, you know with the vampires Xander and willow yeah uh, we get to see what would happen to buffy without friends there are a few there are quite a few times when you see what you know they, they show us what happens when the slayer has no friends or family yeah that's true um and yeah they they absolutely keep her sane at the same time she takes on a ton of weight to yeah. try to you know I mean, she take on her conscience and and being the slayer, being responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big weight. I think she's this is the first time she starts to feel it. I yeah, think. I think it is, and it's it's that little tiny turn, and it's also since it started in her heart, right? Like it starts very internally with her. Yeah, and we start to see that that brightness and lightness start to dim a little bit, and it will dim a lot more as we go along. Boy, oh, Hattie. yeah. <laughs> So uh, at school, Xander is claiming memory loss, and he's back to his old self, which is good. Uh, wearing white. Wearing white. Wearing white. We're Buffy back is wearing a black knit cap and black skirt, is it? A uh, black top. I think like a pink skirt. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so she's but wearing definitely two, not Buffy Buffy. Yeah, two black articles of clothing, and uh, when you see the shots being framed, when they, these three folks are talking back and forth, Buffy is in her, in her own shot, and Willow and Xander are in one together quite yes. a bit. And uh, she's the one girl in all the world. She is. Even when she reaches for for Willow, you don't necessarily see them together, I don't think. I think when they're walking away, you do. But when yeah. all three of them are talking, Buffy's in her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Buffy is nice enough to not mention the total attempted rape. Um. <laughs> they just kind of giggle and put it aside, which I is know. Like, that's she, admirable. She has a look on her face like, eh, all right, fine. Yeah. I know it wasn't you. She's not happy. Mm-hmm. She's not happy, but she's decided that she's going to put it aside because he was not in, tr- in control of himself. Like, literally. Not just like, hey, I was drunk. But, like, not in control of yeah, himself. Yeah, like something else was <laughs> right. playing on the puppet strings. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Giles calls Xander out on memory loss not being part of animal possession, and Xander is legitimately horrified. Completely <laughs> horrified. And it's a lovely moment between Giles and <laughs> Xander is. where you, you start to see this different relationship between them. And, you know... The concept of having a demon being in control of your body does not seem unusual to Giles at this yeah, point. Yeah, he doesn't seem to actually be that put off by he it. He seems to understand what it might be like to not be in control of your body. Well, yeah, and, and that you don't forget what uh, happens. Yeah. Well, and he looked up the animal possession part. Mm-hmm. But right, he this seems... <laughs> Giles seems to feel some camaraderie with Xander at yeah, this point, let's say. Yeah, he does. And it's actually, <laughs> like, that pat on the shoulder uh-huh. is kind of like the same way that I got pat on the shoulder the first time I got, like, super stoned and the parents were <laughs> being, cons- you know, like, oh, yeah, we'll get you through this. We've been you there. Know? We were hippies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which was, I don't want to say I didn't inhale. I totally inhaled. It was a mistake. <laughs> don't do drugs, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a little hint about Giles, I think, right there. Legitimately a hint. Mm-hmm. Um, so, even though Xander is completely horrified, uh, he does get out of the whole thing without apologizing to either Willow or Buffy. Um, that's totally his choice. And I understand completely why this teenage boy is pretending he can't remember anything. Because <laughs> wouldn't we all, if we right. had plausible... <laughs> if, there are so many things that I wish I could pretend I didn't remember. But, the, I mean, the problem is, I mean, he does remember. True, I mean, true, he did not have control over himself in any way. So this isn't his fault I would still apologize. I would yeah. do a blanket apology. Like, I'm so sorry this all happened. I'm so sorry for anything that I did. <laughs> yes. So, 
but I mean, it's and yet it's maturity. fine. And this is also like we see, we allude to Xander's family, we allude to Xander's reality a lot, and he's kind of like. As we see throughout the first season, we haven't discussed Xander too much, but he's written to be kind of intentionally awful. Um, like you've confirmed this from the writer's standpoint, yeah. right? Yeah, it's that um, he's the most obviously flawed yeah. of our characters. He and, has um, a lot of like diarrhea of the mouth. He's a little bit right. chauvinistic. He's a little bit uh, threatened by the slayerness. Yeah, and I mean, he's when we get into more Cordelia stuff, he's terrible with Cordelia. Oh yeah. You know, and he's, he's totally teenage boy, but they do that kind of thing. So you'll, so the redemption arc is so much more, they have something more to work with. You know, he can go far. It's not like one, he doesn't have to have to do one thing to redeem himself. He has to go pretty far to have his redemption arc worked out. Mm -hmm. And that makes it make an interesting and more interesting character. Plus, I mean, plus he's subbing in for, you know, showing us what Buffy's heart's up to. Yeah. So he's doing all these different things. Absolutely. as we see later, like, I don't think we really see his family actually until the wedding with Anya. Like, we see, we hear his family. We don't see his family until... We see the dream manifestation of his family in Restless, I think? We do, but it's not... But it's not them. Yeah, it's not them. It's how right. he feels about them. Right. But when we actually see his family, and even how he feels about his family, and hearing them yell and scream all the time... Mm-hmm. Um, we get a sense that he really lives in a terribly abusive home. Absolutely. And, like, we can sort of deconstruct this and take it back to, like, he was probably hit as a kid. He was at least made fun of. Yep. Um, yep. He probably spent a lot of time at Willow's house as a sanctuary, just yes. like she used his house as a sanctuary during the holidays sometimes. Yes. Um, yep. So, like, they kind of hid within each other. And I would suspect that when Willow was over at Xander's house, his parents were on their best behavior. Oh, of course. So he really wanted her there. Like, I think there was probably a lot going on here. And maybe he never had a chance to investigate his own potential for darkness until this Mm -hmm. episode. Like, he almost rapes Buffy and he remembers it. And I think without this episode, we don't have Xander later. I think without this episode, we actually don't have Xander leaving Anya at the altar because of what he might become. I think that's totally true. Yeah, I think like this arc for him is really important and it starts here. It starts with him recognizing, holy shit, I can do these things. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't see the payoff of that for a while, but we see him working against his own nature consistently. He's he's a big dumb puppy and we love him to death. Yep. And he's got this darkness in him that he's got to fight constantly, just like Buffy. Absolutely. I mean, he's got his own darkness and he's got the Buffy's heart darkness going on. And Mm -hmm. so the poor guy is kind of doomed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and as we see, they're not alone in their struggles. We also have the darkness in Willow and Giles. Buffy's heart, mind, and spirit all have dark sides. (laughs) (laughs) That's strange. Yeah. (laughs) Little little hint. Maybe sometimes Buffy. Buffy dates dark sides. Weird. Yeah. Like all the time. Mm-hmm. Except, Except for, for Riley. <laughs> I w- and we all wish she would just go back to dating her dark sides because. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At least they appreciate you, Buffy. Fuck. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. <laughs> it's indeed a story for. The- and oh boy, we're going to talk about Riley a lot. <laughs> yeah. We might have to just have like a full ep- extra episode of bitching about Riley. Where it's just dishes breaking and me screaming <laughs> profanity. <laughs> You can just turn it on in like in place of Riley's dialogue. <laughs> you can just like. <laughs> well, everything I hear when Riley opens his mouth is like, <laughs> like the peanuts thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a slinger. 
<laughs> My girlfriend's stronger than me, a badass superhero. Hey, kind of like Buffy feels about herself. <laughs> she doesn't like being a badass superhero either. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. All right. Later time. Right. <laughs> you might have to edit yeah, that part out. We might. <laughs> so I think, have we exhausted this uh, this episode, yeah, do you think? We're, we're at an hour. So, yeah. yeah I think. Um, yeah, I don't think we have anything else. I mean, we'll definitely have more to talk about as we get into Angel and uh, I Robot You, Jane. Indeed. Um, because this is just the beginning of the dark side arc of Buffy <laughs> and all of her bits and pieces. Yes, indeed. Her uh, parts. Parts. so go ahead and stop here go grab a snack um you know change out that vacuum bag you slob (laughs) (laughs) whatever else you need to do put on your running shoes go on a little jog whatever it is that you do while you listen to us swear and discuss um and then we will see you very soon for angel the episode Angel. <laughs> one of the one of the best ones of the first season. Oh, I so think. good! Oh, yeah, so great! So looking forward to this. And so it's, it's going to be a long one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're going to want to plan like a long thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like break out the crossword puzzle or something. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not crossword puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle. That's what crossword. Same yeah, idea. Is, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But crossword puzzle, you can't like solve and listen. If you're a multitasker, I guess you can. Well. <laughs> so uh break out the the something the puzzle t- the puzzle yeah <laughs> the puzzle or the, the coloring book or the the long trek you decided to take or all the errands that you need to run Indeed. Or, um yeah and and join us uh join us soon, uh, soon. as soon as you can yes uh for angel the episode <laughs> this is after all the diogenes club podcast all members are exceptional later bitches <laughs> and scene.